0: Everybody, we are here with the Way Podcast, and uh, today we're going to have a chat with Luke Hall, a superstar from the greenhouse and <laughs> fresh back from South Africa with uh, the, the trip
1: we had over there. How do you find the trip, mate? It was uh, amazing. Um, stepping into preaching. And, and backing up the preaching of the word with signs and wonders following, um, people getting filled with the Holy Spirit, encountering God is, yeah, there's, there's nothing better than giving people an experience of my God that will change their life forever. And, yeah, also stepping up to that more, um, pulpit ministry, that, uh, ministry to believers. And, yeah, I was definitely pushed out of my comfort zone, but, Really felt a sense of, of peace as well. That is the whole, as we step out, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, um, yeah, really met each of us on Mm. that trip. So, yeah, really, um, a pivotal, I suppose, in my faith journey. Yeah, yeah. I felt like maybe what would take a year or two of growing was really (laughs) condensed into about two weeks. That's Um, going from church to church and yeah yeah life-changing
0: that's fantastic well i i must say I, i really enjoyed it as well and loved having you guys along and uh yeah i just want to encourage anyone that's uh listening to this if you haven't been on one of these trips take the opportunity to do so i know that uh in 2020 we've got at least three trips that uh look like are going to take place and it's just an amazing time of growth, as as Luke said. But uh, today, uh, Luke's come in with um, a little bit of revelation that uh, he wants to share, and uh, it's some exciting stuff. And uh, so we're going to kind of throw throw to you, Luke, and and uh, give you the the time. And mm. what what is it that God's been talking to you about? What what is it you want to share with us?
1: Well. So let's go back to a few weeks ago. We we're in um, South Africa, in in Cape Town, and I'm just spending time with the Lord, um, reading through Hebrews, mm. and I was really, um, I really felt the Lord speaking to me through this scripture. It's in Hebrews eight, uh, verse eleven, and they shall not teach each one his neighbor. And each one his brother saying, know the Lord, for they all know me. They shall all know me. And I'm like, okay, we've really been called to know God in all of this. Um, first and foremost, um, it's not about just doing things for him. It's about knowing him, hmm. becoming one with him. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sitting there thinking, well, you know, How? I mean, obviously, I know through creation, through people, we can um, catch glimpses of who he is and his nature. Um, but I kept reading. Yeah. And I read down a little bit further, and the writer of Hebrews in in chapter 9 is, is talking about um, the way in which the people of Israel had to pass through the tabernacle in order to meet with God yeah Um, and obviously we know that there's blood sacrifice Mm. um, which in the New Covenant is Jesus Christ yep yep and we know that um, then they had to wash in the laver in Mm. the water which is really prophetic about water baptism yeah we also know that they had to be anointed Um, with oil and and incense, which is prophetic of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then they would pass through into the next section, and and I'll pick up from um, chapter 9 of Hebrews, verse 2. For a tent was prepared, the first section in which the lampstand and the table and the bread of presence. It is called the holy place. Now, there's this... There's this progression of a believer that they're called to go deeper and Mm. deeper and deeper um, Mm. in following the Lord into the realms of the spirit and in in knowing God in different ways. And as I'm reading this, I'm going, there's something really, really significant on the lampstand and the bread of the presence. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. what is the lampstand that's being referred to here? Mm. And... The lampstand is is talking about um the seven spirits of God yeah now the seven spirits of God it's an interesting concept is it the Holy Spirit well well because there's there's um you
0: know there, there's, there's so many believers that struggle with the idea of the Holy Spirit alone <laughs> and now here you come along throwing in the idea that there's seven spirits what are you saying is there seven holy spirits or is is this different to the Holy
1: Spirit, or yeah? Yeah, well, there's many different ideas out there. Mm. Um, some people will say that the seven spirits of God is, is kind of like a rainbow. The rainbow has seven colours, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, but it's one rainbow. Yeah. And and it's it, one. It's one light. It's, it's one light. It's white light yeah but you can see it um refracted mm. in seven different colors, yeah now, I believe um that the seven spirits of God is like the one holy spirit mm. the, the one God being refracted into seven different personalities, character traits um, and here's the thing if we want to know the God in, that we serve, the God that we love, we need to get acquainted with each of the seven natures, personas, or spirits of God. That's really good. Um, and anyway, so I'm pondering this uh, in Africa and thinking, okay, well, I need to know the seven spirits of God. There's a, there's a reason that God has put uh, the lampstand in the holy place. Yeah. Um now it's interesting if we just quickly on that Moses went up Mount Sinai I think it was and he got a glimpse of the the heavenly tabernacle when he was told by God to go and build an earthly replicate yeah this, that's right based on based on, the on pattern. that now here's the thing based based on that heavenly pattern but there's this weird time thing happening because Moses is getting a glimpse into the heavenly tabernacle mm. of which Jesus is now high priest of. Yeah. And so he's getting a glimpse into the future. Yeah. And then, um, and then he comes back to the present and starts building it. Yeah. Um, now, the thing is, everything about the earthly tabernacle in the Old Testament has prophetic and symbolic meaning to the life of a believer now
0: that's good and yeah.
1: so when we're reading even in leviticus and in exodus and deuteronomy these things about the law and the tabernacle of moses so like we there's so much revelation there um, that is what probably what we call meat. what we're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. today is not <laughs> milk yeah um, and anyway so if we go back to the lampstand there's this progression of a believer today where they need to get acquainted with the seven spirits of God. Now, Now, what are the seven spirits of God? Mm. Well, if we flip to um, Isaiah chapter 11, we can read about the seven spirits of God. And and, um, look, I'll just read it now. So in verse 1 it says, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, And a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Now, this is talking about who? Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. 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 So, this is talking about Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. So, that's one. The Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of wisdom. Yeah. Understanding. The Spirit of counsel Mm -hmm. and might. The Spirit of knowledge Mm -hmm. and the fear of the Lord. Mm. And it says in verse 3, And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. Right.
0: It's interesting that that's the one that go, kind of gets highlighted. Isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a reason mm-hmm. that Jesus had his delight in the fear of the Lord. And, and what is the fear of the Lord? Mm. Um, and so I'm pondering this. I'm starting to be like, oh, there's there's a rabbit trail <laughs> mm. that the Holy Spirit's got me on now. Um, why did Jesus delight in the fear of the Lord? Um, what is the fear of the Lord? Because um, it, it's interesting that the Bible um, tells us many times, fear not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fear not. Um, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. So I actually, I went back to to um, the, the Hebrew word for fear. Mm. And there's some divine revelation here that I'd love to share with everybody. So... The Hebrew word for fear is Yah, mm. and it's actually built of um, two characters. Now, in the Hebrew language we have, um, their letters are also pictures. I think like yeah, it's yeah. called a pictorial language. Yeah, um, pictograms. Pictograms, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's built of two words, resh, which is kind of the picture of a head. Right. It is the letter, and it... And it means head, um, authority, mm-hmm. top, mm-hmm. Um, supremacy, summer, and some of the things that this that resh means. Yeah. And and yod is the other word um, or the other character which uh, means to work, mm-hmm. to make, to throw. Um, pe- Another way you might say it is the power to cause something to change. Right. Yeah. Which is effect.
0: Mm-hmm. So that the the head of of the power of something to change is
1: is what the power of the summit yeah or that kind of doesn't make a lot of sense the effect of supremacy mm. makes a lot more sense yeah yeah fear is the effect of supremacy mm. now i'm looking at a glass in front of us on this table mm-hmm. there's no fear in me no because that has no supremacy over me. It has yeah. no power over me. Yeah. Now, if that... Some
0: might, some might argue that what we had in it might have supremacy over <laughs> people. They, these glasses had, had coffee in them. And <laughs> but, 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 yeah, yeah you're right. The glass has no supremacy over us.
1: Now, what if it, Todd, was a, um, a brown snake <laughs> yeah. on the table in front of us? Yeah. That might start to induce feelings of fear because we know that if that thing bites me, mm. actually, you know, I'm going to preface this with through the power of the Holy Spirit, we actually have the power to not be affected by poisonous snakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus but, uh, spoke about that in Mark 16. But I understand the, the, the picture that you're painting. Right. So yeah. there's, there's a snake on the table in front of us. We have a feeling that we call fear. Yep. which is really coming from a place of that thing has the power to affect and change me mm. through a snake bite. Yeah. And there's it's an interesting thought because people who are struggling with fear really are
0: acknowledging that this thing that they're afraid of has the power to, to affect them.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that's really good. Yeah, so whatever it is people might be afraid of, maybe. Uh, The fear is not really good, but what what you're laying out here is very, very good. Yeah. Now, so the fear of the Lord, if we break it down and think about what fear actually means, what it's saying is um, the effect of supremacy of Yahweh. No, when we see lord in scripture the the capital l o r d that's what the the writers um replace for yahweh yeah which means i think i am that's mm. when when Moses said, "Who are you and he said I'm I am. i am mm. um, i am that i am i am that i am mm. so jesus delighted in the effect of supremacy that the lord has Mm. um over him yeah and that's why um a lot of people say oh we don't have to fear we don't you know perfect love casts out all fear and they'll start quoting scriptures like that and it's like no we do need to fear god yeah because i'll I'll read a proverb. we got in proverbs sixteen um, verse six it says, "By the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil mm. when we start to understand the supremacy and the severity almost of God and his holiness and his nature, it leads us to live a holy life, yeah, and to actually depart from our sin,
0: yeah
1: um. It's interesting, Jesus told his disciples um, that many, not some, many will say to him on that great and terrible day, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we prophesy? Mm. Didn't we um, do many mighty miracles? And he's going to say to them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Yeah. These are people who had great gifting. Mm-hmm. Um, They operated in the supernatural. They could work with the anointing, Mm. but they didn't know God because they did not depart from their life of sin and iniquity. And it's really important that if you are listening today and there is sin in your life, God wants to set you free and actually has the power to break you free. Mm. But the first thing that you have to do is to have the fear of the Lord and to begin to hate the sin in your life. Mm. We we cannot make room and coddle the sin in our life, yeah. and because otherwise we be, we are becoming um, dangerously close mm. to the people that the Lord's talking about, um, the people who would not depart from this sin. And and that's the thing, the fear of the Lord. If we read in um the psalmist wrote in in verse by uh, chapter twenty five, verse fourteen, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear Him, and makes His covenant known to them. Mm. Now, Todd, do you tell your intimate secrets with acquaintances? No, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. I, I mean, the
0: reality is is that we. We consider carefully when we're going to tell our intimate secrets even to our, our closest friends.
1: Yeah. And we read many times throughout Scripture that the, the Lord is, is quite the same. Um, mm. In fact, there's, there's not that many people in Scripture that were referred to as friends of God.
0: Yeah, that's um, right. And in even, even with the disciples, Jesus yeah. said, "I no longer call you servants, but I I call you friends."
1: Yeah, and and that's an interesting thing. A lot of people go, "Oh yeah, Jesus is my buddy. Jesus is my mate." Mm. You know, Jay Swizzle, and the whole time, they are showing that they actually don't they don't have a reverential awe for the name of Jesus by calling him Jay Swizzle. Yeah, and you know, G Dog up in heaven, and it's like they actually don't have a friendship with the Lord because no. the Lord reserves his friendship for those that fear him. Mm. Um,
0: and I think that's the thing is that I, I was listening to um, Francis Chan uh, at one point talking about the fear of the Lord. And, and he was making that point, you know, people try to play it down that it just means like it's some kind of reverential awe. But he's saying no, no. It means be terrified, (laughs) be be really afraid of this amazing, awesome, omnipotent, powerful, all-knowing being. And uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's interesting that that even the scriptures that are jumping to mind. And and forgive me if I'm jumping. No go. go, Let's just go. uh, You know the the, that. Paul says, "Beholding the terror of the Lord, we we uh, uh, what's what's he saying? Um, we persuade persuade men. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like beholding the terror, the terror of the Lord. This is New Testament. This is Paul. If anyone should be able to be talking about you know j Dog and all that sort of thing, wouldn't it be Paul? And yet here he is saying, beholding the terror of the Lord." We persuade men, and yeah, it's there is this this idea that, especially in modern Christianity, has been lost. I'm just throwing that in. I'm really enjoying what you're you're
1: telling us. Yeah, and even, you know, we have this. Sometimes we sometimes have this picture of Jesus making mild, mm. and I know in our fellowship, that's definitely not the picture of Jesus. Yeah, that we have when when we think of Jesus. We think of eyes of fire, mm-hmm. we think of hair white as wool, um, yeah. feet of bronze, um, yeah. face shining like the sun. And,
0: and if, you're not, if you're not sure what we're talking about, flip open to Revelation <laughs> 1, and uh, you'll see what we're talking about. This is the picture of the ascended Christ, who is, is now at the right hand of the Father and full of power and glory, and, yeah, and he, he's described in Revelation 1.
1: And that's the thing. I mean, think about the energy in the entire created universe. Think about every star, Mm. which is a huge ball of gases that are having like a million nuclear reactions a second and exploding and the billions of not just stars in each galaxy, but the billions of galaxies all came out of the mouth of jesus christ and when we behold him it will be like staring into a gazillion stars mm. the, the glory the power that's going to be emanating from the lord when we see him on that great and terrible day is it's going to be something quite to behold it'll be like looking at a million sunsets mm. all at once to behold the face of jesus christ
0: and if, if you're listening and uh, you're starting to think, man, I, ha- I haven't really seen Jesus in this life, uh, I encourage you just take a moment to wait on the Lord and and to reevaluate and readjust the way that you've understood Jesus and take the opportunity to make sure that you're right with God. You know, that when you face Him on, on what the scripture calls that great and terrible day. Are you, are you ready? Are you prepared? Is, is your heart and your life in a place that, that when, you, when you meet Him, you'll be able to, as the scripture says, uh, boldly approach the throne of grace? Or in meeting the, the terror of the Lord, are you going to find yourself in a position where you are, are struggling in, in, in actually facing up to Him? Mm-hmm. Have a think about that, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue in the the next session with Luke as we continue to talk about the fear of God. God bless you. We'll see you in the next session.